It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. You are locked on Cougars, and this is your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, and knowledge that you can't find anywhere else. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as their BYU reporter, as well as radio producer covering the Cougars for going on a decade at this point. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Today's show is going to be previewing the BYU versus Utah game tomorrow night. Uh, yet another chapter of the Holy War series is about to be written. We'll be previewing the both sides of the ball. BYU offense versus Utah defense and conversely the BYU defense against the Utah offense on today's show. We'll also get you up to date on where the other teams in the BYU athletic department most notably the men's basketball team will be in action this weekend as well. So fun show, packed show coming up for you. We are brought to you today by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them here in a moment and Sling TV We'll tell you about Sling and what they're offering a little bit later on in the show as well. You can find the show, as always, the podcast on all your major podcast catchers, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and you can also tell your smart speakers, play podcast Locked on Cougars and find me there as well. Thanks again for downloading the show. So without further ado, let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for November 23rd, 2018. Want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you guys all had a great Thursday, spending time with your family or friends, watching some football, eating some good food. Hopefully you got a nap in there. I know I did. It was a great holiday. And thanks again for all of you who have been supporting this podcast. It's something I'm actually very thankful for this time of year. It's Thanksgiving. It's easy to reflect on that. And the success this podcast has had early on is a credit to you, the listener. So thank you for listening to the show, please continue to share with your family and friends, and if you don't mind, also leave us a rating and review on your podcatcher, particularly if you are using Apple Podcasts to use it. A five-star review is as good as gold when it comes to that. All right. It is the rivalry game, the Holy War. Uh, church versus state is a new term that I think some people are trying to kick up, and I actually kind of favor it. I saw Andy Staples from Sports Illustrated put it out in a column he did for Sports Illustrated earlier today. He said that it should be renamed Church versus State. I actually really like that nickname. It just doesn't roll off the tongue as well as Holy War, and it's not as ingrained, of course, as the Holy War moniker is. But Rivalry game tomorrow night, BYU versus Utah at Rice-Eccles Stadium, 8 p.m. kickoff on Fox Sports 1. 
going to be a fun game. going to be a cold game. going to be a wet game, most likely. Uh, the weather forecasted to have some rain slash snow potentially in the mix. Uh, I would hope that if it's going to be stormy, don't be windy. Does that make sense? I don't mind if it's raining or or snowing, I just don't want to see uh, wind in the mix because playing in the wind just wreaks havoc on teams and just makes for an ugly, ugly football game. You can deal with the conditions if it's rain or snow, but wind really wreaks havoc on that. You heard Aaron Roderick, the media heard Aaron Roderick earlier this week say that. He said, I can deal with pretty much everything. I just do not like when it is windy outside. It wreaks havoc with our game plans. BYU looking to end a seven-game streak. This series has been one-sided for the better part of a decade now. BYU's last win in 2009 feels like a lifetime ago. There are a large amount of youngsters around the state and nationally that pay attention to this game that legitimately have never seen BYU win a game in this series in their lifetime. I know a lot of BYU fans feel a lot of angst with this game. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's break it down. So we're going to start off right now by talking about the BYU offense versus the Utah defense. I mentioned on Wednesday's show that BYU's running back position has taken a hit over the last week, guys, that won't be available. And I'm here to say there's some more bad news on the horizon. Uh, based on my sources, people I've talked to in Provo, Lopini Katoa is doubtful at best for this game against Utah, not expected to play, suffered some kind of lower leg injury, and likely is unavailable to play in this game. Squally Canada also considered to be doubtful for this game. So your top two running backs likely out. Riley Burt, a guy that BYU fans have really enjoyed watching in the short stints he's had this season. Was wearing a non-contact jersey earlier on this week in practice, so I would put his status at questionable. So that leaves you... Oh, also, Braden L. Bakri, BYU's star fullback, I would list him as questionable as well. So you're four of your top five running backs, and I would put Braden L. Bakri in the top five running backs BYU has because at times in 2017, he was the lead back, and I think if he was healthy, he likely would be one of the guys in the mix, but he's not healthy. So four of your top five running backs unavailable to BYU in this game. Not a good combo for a freshman quarterback going into a hostile environment like Rice Eccles Stadium is known to be and will be tomorrow night. BYU looking like the two running backs they'll be relying on unless some of these other guys get healthy really quickly and aren't able to play will be Matt Hadley and walk-on freshman Tyler Algier. I like Algier. I think he's a talent. I think he's a guy who can be a big contributor down the road. That's a lot to ask of a converted linebacker, who, which Matt Hadley is, who is a guy that I think probably should have been playing running back his entire career. He's played pretty well in that spot. But to expect him and a walk-on running back in Tyler Algier to shoulder the load, be able to go up against this Utah defensive front, it's asking a, it's a tall order to ask. Uh, I wanted to break down for you a little bit about what BYU is facing in terms of Utah's defense. Here are the rankings for Utah's defense. Utah is number one in the nation in red zone defense. 59.4%, 19 of 32 drives have resulted in points. Utah number two in the nation in field goals made. That is 23. That's more of an offensive stat. Number five in the nation in rushing defense. Utah is 
giving up an average of just 95.5 yards per game. Any of you that are listening to this podcast who have watched the past 11 games for BYU know how reliant the Cougars are on the run game to establish what they're going to do. They have not flashed that proficient of an offensive attack via the air this season to make me feel like, hey, they can pass it to open up the run. This has very much been a team that has relied on the run to set up the pass. And if your opponent is only allowing 95.5 yards per game, that is not a great combo. Utah is tied for number six in the nation in tackles for loss per game. That goes into the rush defense. Utah makes a lot of plays in the backfield, 8.1 per game. They're going to be in BYU's backfield, and this offensive line for BYU is going to have to have one of their best games, in my opinion. They're going to have to come out and play like they did against Wisconsin. Do I expect that? No, because Utah's defense battle-tested to this point. BYU has every... Uh, nook and cranny of their of their offense now on film. I'm sure Utah has broken it down to the most minute details, and they'll be ready to go. Utah is number one in the Pac-12, number 14th nationally in total defense at just 312 yards, 312.1 yards per game. It's going to be tough sledding for this BYU offense. Zach Wilson, he's a confident kid. We talked to him during media availability earlier this week, and I asked him the question, are you ready for the environment that Rice Eccles Stadium is going to be? Of course, Zach Wilson grew up a Utah fan. His father played at Utah, and he said, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. I, I, I embrace it. I want to go out there and play. Well, Here's the thing, young man. No freshman in BYU history has ever beaten Utah as a starter for in, in this game. So you would make history if you're able to do it. And without your top four running backs or four of your top five running backs available to play in this game potentially, it is not a recipe for success for the Cougars. I wish them the best of luck. I believe this is going to be a game where BYU is going to have to capitalize on any and all turnovers that come their way, whether those are forced by the defense, that becomes via a special teams miscue, which Utah has had issues on special teams this year, which is uncharacteristic of them. It's going to be incumbent upon BYU to take advantage of any and all opportunities that they have come their way. I'll keep you updated on any news I hear with regards to the running backs, but everything I see in terms of what Utah has on defense, going up against a very young BYU offense, there was one point this season BYU started six freshmen on offense, still starting plenty of those freshmen as well. Along that offensive line, the quarterback most notably, uh, if Lopini Katoa were able to play, he'd be one of those guys at the running back spot. Gunnar Romney, who we haven't seen out there, don't know exactly what his status is. Is a freshman at the wide receiver spot. This is a very young, green, inexperienced BYU offense in the grand scheme of things. And to go up against a veteran Utah defense like Utah has this season, man, it scares me. But BYU, they're just going to have to go out there and play the game. That's why you play the game, right? So they will go into this game expecting to uh, capitalize on turnovers, hopefully generate some drives. It's going to be a game where BYU likely, if those running backs aren't available, Zach Wilson's arm is going to have to help BYU in their run game and his ability to run also. He's going to have to be able to run a little bit. He's going to have to be smart about it because I know Utah players will be will be tracking him and any chance they have to square him up for a hit, they will do it, in a, no questions asked. 
All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on the BYU offense versus the Utah defense. I don't mean to come off as necessarily overly um, down on BYU's chances in terms of their offense against Utah's defense. I'm just looking at at it realistically with uh, your run game being your success factor this year when you run the ball you've won games and to have the majority of your top running backs either questionable or doubtful not a good combo for the Cougars but that's why they play the game like I just said they're going to go out there they'll give it their best shot and we will see what happens we'll step aside here we'll come back talk a little bit about the Utah offense against BYU's defense got some good news on the BYU defensive side of the things I'm happy to report coming up next before we do that though do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the show and that is our good friends at all guard pest control and termite extermination give them a call 801-851-1812 for any and all pest control issues you might have cold weather setting in they're going to be mice and spiders working their way inside those cracks in your home to get into that warm foundation or in the base where they can hole up for the winter because it's cold outside and it's warm inside. Well, if you have that issue, All Guard Pest Control can come out and make sure you're taken care of. So that way, come spring or even maybe later this winter when you're moving a box, you don't get scared or bitten by something you didn't expect to be there under that box or behind that box in that corner. Check it out. All Guard Pest Control. Their online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. Five-star reviews all over the place. It's hard to find that in this day and age because like I've said multiple times, people live on the internet to be outraged. All Guard Pest Control wants to make sure that you are taken care of regardless of your circumstance and that the issue does not come back to hurt to haunt you later. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control and Termite Extermination at 801-851-1812. Servicing all along the Wasatch Front, anywhere from Davis to Utah County's Wasatch County, and anywhere in between, they'll be out to take care of you. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU news. Just to recap for you in that first segment, BYU's running back position taking a big hit. Like I mentioned, Lopini Katoa and Squally Canada, based on what I have heard from my sources in Provo, are doubtful for this game. Braden Elbakri and Riley Burt I would consider to be questionable, so they're going to have to deal with that. The good news amidst all that is the word that Corbin Kafusi is doing his absolute best to play this Saturday. He's been practicing all week. I know he's had that foot issue that was reported to be a season-ending injury, and the official word from the coaches earlier this week was that he had to undergo surgery and he was out, but... 
Everything I have heard is he is out there practicing for BYU. We'll see if he ultimately is able to suit up on Saturday, but the simple fact of the matter is he is doing his absolute best to get back onto the field, and my hat goes off to him. If he's able to get back out there and play on Saturday, it would make for a big difference on BYU's defense because they're going to be facing a Utah offense that I think a couple of weeks ago when the injuries came to Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss, BYU fans looking at Utah's top quarterback and top running back going out, they said, hey, maybe we have more of a chance against Utah this year. Well, Jason Shelley and Armand Shine's performances in the last two weeks in relief of those two players, speaking of Huntley and Moss, I think have put a lot of those, um, how would you say it, a sneaky good feeling to bed because they have both played absolutely phenomenally well. Jason Shelley in my opinion is a big time thrower. He can get the ball down the field. We haven't seen him necessarily run the ball all that much because he hasn't really necessarily had to. I think part of it also is that Utah is being very careful with him. With Drew Lisk as the only player behind him on the on the depth chart who's a true quarterback. Chase Hansen, the star linebacker for the Utes is listed as the third string quarterback in this game with Britton Covey also potentially available to take snaps. So I would expect that Utah is going to continue to be careful with Jason Shelley because they have the Pac-12 championship game next week and I don't think they want to go into that game having a third string quarterback getting ready to face potentially either Washington or Washington State in the Pac-12 championship game. So I would expect that Jason Shelley is going to make plays out of the pocket. He's not necessarily the tallest man on the field but he has proven his ability Ability to make throws down the field. I watched that U- Utah-Colorado game last week. The throw he had to Jalen Dixon down the field was just absolutely phenomenal, especially considering the conditions. Snow there in Boulder, Colorado. He makes a throw to Jalen Dixon, just allows him to run underneath it. It settles right into his arms. Truly an impressive throw, and I am really impressed with what Jason Shelley has shown in terms of his ability to ability to throw the ball. If Corbin Kafusi is able to go, having a guy like him that can get his arms up and become that 10-foot wall essentially that Jason Shelley has to either see around or throw around would be a big benefit to BYU. BYU needs to understand in this game they got to get their hands up because a guy that's a little bit shorter of a quarterback simply due to his height the ball comes out a little bit lower. Let's let's be real. That's plain and simple how it goes. Just simple mechanics and just how his height, where his uh, throwing plane is, that ball's going to come out a little bit lower. So hopefully BYU, the defensive line, Kyrus Tonga, guys like Uriah Leatawa, Brackenell Bakri, uh, Trajan Peely, need to get their hands up when they feel like they can't get to the quarterback and bat balls if at all possible. I'm actually... Um, a little more upbeat on BYU's defense having opportunities in this game to make plays against the Utah offense. The Utah offense has had issues at times with their offensive line working in tandem together. Uh, since Lo Falamaka came back from injury, it's been better, but they still have not um, found the cohesiveness that they have had in past years. So BYU, I would expect, is going to attack this Utah offensive line, try and shut down the run game like the MO for BYU is each and every week, make Armand Shine and his cohorts in the backfield there, uh, I guess not necessarily a non-factor, but lessen their factor in this game. TJ Green, one of the guys that expect to see in the backfield for Utah as well. They're going to have to shut that down. If they do, 
I think that BYU has a better opportunity in this game. Turnovers will be an absolute critical thing in this game. BYU, if they can give their offense short fields to get points, it would go a long way to helping them curb a seven-game losing streak. They have to get them. They can't allow balls to bounce off their pads and onto the ground, get the pass break up, but don't get the critical turnover. It just... It won't work in this game, plain and simple. BYU is going to have to live and die with turnovers in this game, and they're going to have to. to they're going to have to generate them. I feel like Utah's wide receiving core has really come a long way this season. Uh, C.O.C. Mariner, Britton Covey, Samson Nakua, Damari Simpkins, other guys in the mix include Solomon Enos and the kid I just mentioned, Jalen Dixon. They've got a good, lot of good wide receivers for Utah. Can BYU's young cornerbacks match up against these guys and slow them down, force uh, Jason Shelley to have to double-check in terms of his, his reads down the field? Because if he's able to just put his foot in the ground, drive forward, and hit it to his first or second option, that's not a good deal for BYU. You're not allowing the defensive line to potentially get to the quarterback. You're not allowing them to get their hands up. If he's able to... Just drop back on a three-step drop, plant that leg on the third step into the ground, push forward, and just fire that pass off, BYU could be in trouble. The linebacking core in this game for BYU, Riggs Powell, his status, he missed last week's game against New Mexico State. Uh, If he's not able to go, BYU is going to have to deal with guys like Rhett Sandlin and Adam Pulsifer potentially playing out of position to make up for the loss of a kid like Riggs Powell. Isaiah Kafusi has been a very good player this season for BYU along with Sione Takitaki. They'll both need to have big games to give BYU their best opportunity in this game. I would expect that BYU at points will go with that nickel look where they put Michael Shelton in the slot, essentially playing that hybrid linebacker role, the flash linebacker role. Because Utah will come out with four wides at points, but they also have quite the trio of tight ends as well. Cole Fotheringham, one of those tight ends. Brant Keithy, another one. And then Jake ja- Jake Jackson. All young players. Jackson listed as the starter for Utah, who's a junior. Fotheringham, a freshman off an LDS mission, along with Brant Keithy, who's also a freshman. They got some talent at that tight end spot for Utah, which it should help them, but also BYU is going to have to be aware of that and be able to cover these guys when it comes to passing sets because they have proven they can catch the ball, and that's a that's a big boon to any offense. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the BYU defense. Turnovers will be at a premium in this game. Utah, of course, has feasted on uh, BYU turning over the ball in recent seasons. There was a game a few years ago, BYU still lost despite forcing it. Phil, I think it was at six turnovers that they forced on Utah and still lost the game. So turnovers don't necessarily always mean you're going to win a game, but they definitely will help. Yeah, I just feel like BYU without a proven option at running back who can carry the ball 30 plus times a game. And that's not to say I don't believe that Matt Hadley can't do it. I just don't expect him to. So BYU, this defense, this game's going to go on their shoulders in a large degree. They need to make sure that they can get turnovers if they have the opportunity to do so. All right, there you go. Some of my scatterbrained thoughts on BYU versus Utah. And just a final note, I love this rivalry. Long live the Holy War, church versus state, the Deseret First Duel, if that's what you want to call it. I refuse to call it that because I don't believe in sponsored branding of the rivalry. But 
I'm excited for this game. I love it. It's always fun. Each year it comes around. A lot of smack talk on both sides. I completely understand that. And I get how that would be off-putting to certain people. I think it's hilarious. These players love this game. Hopefully it continues on into the future. We'll see what the future holds. I'm, I'm not convinced that Utah is necessarily going to play this game every year against BYU going forward. But the good news is, is it is scheduled for home-and-home home games through 2022, and we'll enjoy it however long it lasts. All right, we'll come back. i got to talk a little bit about basketball, BYU versus Houston, the Cougars versus the Cougars, and the men against breast cancer, Cougar Cup Series, the final game of that series. We'll be talking about it. We'll also get you up to date on where the other teams in the BYU Athletic Department are in action this weekend as well. Before we do that, though, on the other side, we do need to tell you about today's sponsor of the show, and that is Sling TV. Sling TV is here when you don't want to watch the game, but you just need to watch the game. BYU versus Utah tomorrow. If you don't have access to it in your home, Sling TV could be the option for you. For just $30 a month, you get ESPN Networks, Pac-12 Networks, Fox Sports Networks, SEC Networks, and more. You can stream them all on your big screen TV and across all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees with Sling TV, and you can cancel at any time. For Locked On Cougars listeners, Sling TV is offering a 7-day free trial to see if it's the right option for you. You can get your 7-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's S-L-I-N-G dot slash locked on check it out guys seven day free trial to see if this over the top streaming service might be the right option for you once again check it out sling tv seven day free trial go to sling.com slash locked on the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, as we close out today's show, I want to thank you guys. Hope you guys are all having a great holiday weekend. Show coming to you a little bit later today on a Black Friday due to some work obligations I had to handle with the radio station I work for, the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. But BYU basketball in action tomorrow. They're hosting Houston, the first of one of their bigger games, well, the second of their bigger games this season in the non-conference schedule. Houston NCAA tournament caliber team comes to Provo, Utah as part of the Men Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup Series. Uh, the Cougars versus the Cougars. And, of course, this is uh, BYU head coach Dave Rose. His alma mater is the Houston Cougars. He played on some of those famed Phi Slamma Jamma teams. Game set to kick off at... Uh, not to kick off, tip off at 4 p.m. Mountain Time at the Marriott Center should be done in plenty of time for BYU versus Utah in football. And this game is a big chance for BYU to pad their non-conference uh, schedule with a win if they're able to capture it. BYU now 5-1 and one on the season. The Cougars come into this game 3-0, and coached by Kelvin Sampson. He's in his 30th year as a head coach, which is crazy to think because Kelvin Sampson, man, doesn't seem like he's that 
old of a gentleman, but 30 years as a coach. He's in his fifth season at Houston, 86-48 and 48 with the Cougars. And this should be a good game. It'll be televised on BYU TV. And the thing I like about this is BYU on Wednesday night absolutely took Rice to town, had their first 100-point game since 2016 as they rolled the Owls 105-78, to 23 assists on the night. It was great to see BYU's offense come alive. TJ Hawes continues to have a great season, another big night for him. Um, he had 18 points to round out the scoring, his scoring on the night. Jasheer Hardnett had a career high 20 points on his own. So that dual uh, point guard system BYU's running working well in this game. And Yoli Childs uh, tied his, I believe, career high and at least it was his senior high with 38, not 38 points, 28 points, seven rebounds, also five assists in just 32 minutes of action. So a great win for BYU to get ready for this game tomorrow. And if that same offense shows up against the Cougars, the, speaking of the Houston Cougars tomorrow, I expect BYU improves to 6-1. and one. Should be a fun game. Um, otherwise, this weekend, it's kind of a light schedule for BYU sports. The women's basketball team, though, they they are in San Diego for the San Diego State Thanksgiving Classic. Their first game will be this evening at 8.15 Mountain Time against TCU. They'll follow that up with a game against California Baptist tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Both of these games in San Diego at Viejas Arena. You can check it out. Uh, tonight's game will be streamed on GoFrogs.com. You can go to the BYUCougars.com website to the women's uh, basketball tab, and they should have the game for you there. So, yeah, it's BYU men's basketball against Houston. Women's basketball tonight and tomorrow in the San Diego State Thanksgiving Classic. And then, of course, the big game, BYU versus Utah in football. The Deseret First Duel, the Holy War. I'm going to start calling it Church versus State. I think that's my kind of my new favorite, my new pet favorite for the name of this rivalry. And I'll see if I can help make it a thing. I doubt it happens, but we can give it a shot. This game, 8 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow night. You're probably wondering, well, who are you picking, Jake? And I've said all week long or all month long getting ready for this game. I won't pick BYU until they prove they can beat Utah and I'm going to stick to that. I still think it'll be a closer game. As of recording of this podcast, the line favors Utah by 11.5 points. I'm going to predict BYU slides just inside that and loses by 10. I don't necessarily know if it'll be a backdoor cover where BYU is out of the game early and they kind of battle their way back in or vice versa, whatever it is. I expect BYU loses this game by about 10, and I'm picking the final score to be 23-13 to for Utah. Low-scoring game, but BYU, hopefully they'll get their chances and they prove me wrong, because like I said, I would love to be wrong in this game, but I'm picking Utah 23-13. to Let me know what you think. Happy to respond to you, talk with you on Twitter, on Facebook, Locked on Cougars on both platforms, or you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch as well. Thanks again for downloading the podcast podcast as always we'll be back with more on this game hopefully tomorrow night if not monday for sure recapping it for you whatever happens hopefully another classic in the long run of stellar games in this series and looking forward to it and we'll have it all covered for you right here on locked on cougars tournament is almost here 
and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.